0: Welcome to the Turn Up, Turn Down podcast. My name is John. With me today, as always, is Eric. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Not much, man. Today we're talking about all-in-one plugins. Boom. Let's get it. All right, Eric, what is an all-in-one plugin for the purposes of today's discussion? Well, they make
1: a lot of different ones. Some of the... Best known, I think, are are like the the signature series from Waves. Mm-hmm. They have CLA, Wells, Greg Wells, uh, Tony Maserati, Eddie Kramer. Yep. A um, couple other Manny ones, Manny Mariquin. Mm-hmm. They have a lot. Yeah. Uh, some of them. Um, well, Isotope makes a bunch as well. Yes. And they just take all the different aspects: EQ, compression, uh, exciting imaging limiting sometimes effects and put those all in one plugin instance to, you know, clean up stuff, hopefully sometimes help with processing or not, because some of them are processor hogs. But you know, you're just trying to clean it up, streamline it a little bit for you.
0: Yeah, I kind of think them as um, one stop shop plugins that in the in the way I would differentiate that's a hard word to say on a podcast <laughs> from um, like a channel strip is that they include in addition to just your basic EQ compression and stuff that a channel strip would have, a lot of them have like exciting, imaging, other things that you don't typically find in channel strips that kind of give the track or full mix a, a more potentially more finished and polished uh you know, option. Right. I used to not be in on these. Uh, I would agree. But after using some of them and getting over my initial like I know how to do music. I don't need help. <laughs> you know, kind of like snobbery. Um, I they're like some of the most useful plugins you can you can use.
1: Yeah, and I feel like maybe they've gotten better. And I, I totally agree with that. Like the initial shock of these aren't for professionals. These are for right. presume you know prosumer or you know the the hobbyist that kind of thing. Ego,
0: I guess. It's yeah. like
1: well, yeah, but they actually sound pretty good.
0: Oh, and like who's looking at your mix? <laughs> <laughs> like is it getting graded? That go back to the with these.
1: It's one of those things. If it sounds good, Absolutely. it is good. That that is the best way to describe these plugins. I think.
0: You know, you know. We'll get into more specifics about the individual ones, but a lot of them that I've used have really helped me learn. Is mm-hmm. you'll put it on, you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of what this is supposed to sound like in a mix, in a generic sense, right? And then kind of reverse engineer that with other traditional style EQs and compressors, kind of helps you uh, helps you figure out what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Some of them. Um, so, let's talk about like the CLA drums. That's one I feel like gets
0: brought up a lot. It's a good one.
1: And that one, like, as soon as you put it on a kick drum, you hear it. Yeah. Even if everything's all the way off. I so think that's you said what that. I think that's what freaked me out the first <laughs> time I used it. I was like, that doesn't sound anything <laughs> like what I put in there, and everything's bypassed. And mm-hmm. that that's when that's wild. I like took it off and was like, I'll start from scratch. I don't know what this thing's doing, but you know, there's something to that, but it also doesn't matter what it's doing. Right. If it's making it sound better in in the way of, not just better, but making it sound the way you want it to right, sound. Right, right, right. That's helpful.
0: So using them in the right application is the big thing for all these because they're not a one-stop shop. If you've got a poorly recorded whatever, a lot of times these are good options to get you kind of close, right. but they're not a great option to be surgical right. and fix anything that's a... A random problem. I think you told me one time when you were telling me about the Waves uh, CLA drums. You were like, it sounds like they used like it's a sampler. Like it puts yeah, a yeah, sample. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, if, the, if
1: there wasn't some bleed in there, I would think it is that it was. Yeah. <laughs> they just like here's the ten samples.
0: And th- that one's a good, especially the kick drum feature of that plugin is like it's not for your like ballads. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> but it's, they have the ballad ear. They do. The, yeah. It's, preset i don't think it's, <laughs> it's not gonna work yeah that's like if you want punchy fat kick drums mm-hmm. that's a great plugin for it
1: yep um
0: i really well, like the bass version of his plugins cla bass so good it's it really is incredible
1: it's now on most of my bass sub mixes the we were talking about the distortion on mm-hmm. them they they all sound distinctly different mm-hmm. we should have had it pulled up so I know what the three up. but and it's, it's like growl, growl and,
0: roar and crunch or something like that yeah uh, and well,
1: it's like less more and over okay. the top yeah but they're they sound great and it is very intuitive to use mm-hmm. that's one complaint I have about some of these plugins they're just so un-counterintuitive and not user-friendly right. to me you had a you know it's like you're looking at some CGI special effects-looking <laughs> thing. We look up that, that Sheps yeah. parallel thing.
0: I think the Maserati and the, um, what's the Mariquin ones are like that, too. Like, they're just, there's just just a lot of stuff going on. Over the top. On. Eddie That's, Kramer's are kind of weird, too.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't like, I didn't like the other ones as much. I do like the the Maserati base as well. The, I think mm-hmm. it's B72. And I think it has three knobs on it. Mm-hmm. And it they're, they're knobs that make sense. Like, sens- sensitivity, um. Output, and I think base <laughs> you know? like okay well, that. All right, that makes sense to me. I I get that. Um, and the CLA stuff, they're just sliders, and they say what it is: low, high, uh, reverb, delay, mm. gate. Yeah, and there's just faders. That that seems intuitive to me.
0: You know, when you the CLA base is a good example because going back to the like snobby thing is that really any different than using like a Sansamp? No. It's it's really the same thing, except it's just different sounds, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I, what I really like about that one is the mix of the dry signal to the distorted signal seems to be right. Yeah. it's That's a hard thing to get right sometimes. Like how much distortion or growl or grit do you need on it? And for all three levels of that, it's a good version of that. But it also doesn't sacrifice the low end. When it's putting that distortion on there, it's some like it's got some sort of exciter or something going on right. on the bottom, and you can still get a fat, deep bass sound with distortion. Whereas if you do that with like a Sans amp or a traditional dirt box, like sometimes it's just going to your, it's gonna,
1: your su- low end just shrinks. And yeah, shrinks and you got to do it like on a
0: parallel track. <sighs> yeah, you know. So it's um, it, it's just I I find it an incredibly useful plugin.
1: Yeah, they they nailed that one. Yeah, if only all of them
0: nailed it. Like <laughs> that. You know, I just think when you were talking about the application and. Like using the right one, it, it for like rough mixes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: quick mixes. Um, there, there's really they are great idea, and honest obviously, the beginner recording engineer would probably benefit from using these. You know, from good good sounding stuff it gives
1: when, you the, those starting points as yeah. well. Like you were saying, what this thing might sound like, mm-hmm. like you know, maybe not think to pull up a couple different delays or something if you're doing like a vocal and, and using right. it for a rough mix. Um. Uh, there's effects built in and there's, um, you know, stuff is hyped and all that. And you're like, this sounds harsh. And you put it in a mix, you're like, oh, but it cuts really well. So it, right. it might give you an idea. And that's kind of presets in general, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, even if you're using just an EQ or whatever, it just gives you those, a, a sort of template to work from. Right. But definitely for rough mixes, um, if a singer's, you know, like, even just playback from mm-hmm. when a singer comes in you throw that thing on there and it throws some delay and everything one click and you've got delay a little boost on it some hard compression if you want it right um makes it can make a singer sound epic real quick yeah which is which is always a useful tool anything that saves time and that can save time for that kind of stuff even if it's not your final mix just something to get it to sound good
0: and in your face give you some ideas it's yeah helpful absolutely I got the hiccups. I'm sorry. It's all right. It happens. So in a similar vein, Isotope is a company that has a lot of mm-hmm. one-stop shop plugins. They have Nectar, which is sort of a one-stop vocal thing. It does a couple other things, but I have the Neutron and Ozone plugins. And there are really kind of a mix between like what the Waves thing does and a channel strip because it does have traditional modules in it. There's an EQ, there's a compressor, there's a you know exciter stereo image or whatever but what's very interesting about the isotope ones is they will do a they will listen to whatever source whether it be an individual channel or the whole track and process that through those modules and give you a starting point right on how it thinks and you can click all sorts of options like what genre you want to use and all that kind of stuff the, it's really really powerful i feel like the problem with the isotope stuff is almost the opposite of the waves the waves stuff can be too simple Mm-hmm. and not for deep editing sometimes. Right. And the isotope stuff has so much going on. I don't know where to start.
1: Yeah. You just know. I don't I don't have it, but we were going through some demos and stuff beforehand and there's so everything that they did was sounding really good. Mm-hmm. So it's a great sounding plugin, but he's clicking through pages of you pa- know, pages. <laughs> yeah, pages of of stuff and you're like, "Man, where's a knob?" But it's like these little dots and you can solo here and mm-hmm. not this and this is pre and post and uh it it's just like it's weird. Gives there's you like a headache to look at, and it's all small, and you're yeah. just going, "Man, this is." It's like not wor- words
0: you can click on that turn on something. You know, it's like right. it's not really even clear that it's a button. Mm-hmm. You know that that kind of stuff is not not super great design. But when it comes to sounding good, there's a great. It's just like a small feature, like on the Ozone mastering plugin. Neutron is the mixed channel strip. Ozone is the mastering version of it, sort of meant for stereo buses and master channels. Yep, um, it has a gain match feature. You know, that's just really easy. You just click that button and so you can hear all your changes at, a same, at the same volume as what you, right? you know, are listening Kinda to. It kind of takes away that. Yeah. Oh, oh this, this is louder. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But
1: louder is better.
0: The other thing that's really cool is you can load um, reference mixes in. You can listen to those through the plugin or you can have the plugin try to give you a starting point, like an EQ curve and loudness level that matches the references. So that's... I think it's really useful for somebody trying to match a reference for you know, like an artist gave you a genre, mm-hmm. and you can put a couple different references in there. Or if you're you master one song for a ten song right. record, right, and then throw that in there for the other nine. You know, I like to
1: do that a lot of times. Yeah. I'll, if I'm starting a project, really tweak on one song mm-hmm. a lot and get it to where they absolutely love it, and then that's the sort of template for the rest of for the, the rest album of it. Yep that that usually ends up maybe maybe three songs at max if you're doing a full record, you know, like mm-hmm. the ballad sound, right. the pumped up, you know, high energy one. But yeah, that so that would be helpful for that. So like I said, I don't have that plugin, but it seems like it's a it's a take, it's like you said, kind of a mixture of the two, like a channel strip and then the other one that's doing stuff mm-hmm. where you don't really know what it's doing. Right. But that has a lot of analyzing features which seems, seems pretty cool where mm-hmm. it's always looking at stuff and one of the videos we were seeing, they did that like it, the plugin wouldn't even pull up until you started playing audio it said right. waiting for audio to play, but it like asks questions and stuff when you pull it up, which is you know yeah cool
0: it it what it does is that's neat is it it takes a little bit of the um out of sight out of mind part of automatic plugins mm-hmm. and puts you in front of it like is this something you want high level of you know, processing or do you want a medium level of processing and you have to answer those questions and so you're already making mixed decisions that are different than
1: broad, broad broad ideas. Ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's a cool way to think about it. I like a couple of the other features just to highlight, I guess, is um, Neutron has a feature where you can pull up the EQ of another channel that has Neutron on it. So if you've got the bass and the kick drum channel have the EQ, you can pull them up in the same plug in and see which frequencies are masking each other. Yeah. And make the adjustment from the same plug in instead of going back and forth. It also has a feature called tonal balance that it's useful for like submixes or total mixes, like the whole mix bus, where it'll give you like a target range that you want your your lows, your mids, and your highs in. And you can kind of um, like how detailed you want to be, like it'll give you two or three bands of lows, you know, that kind of stuff. And it'll have like a little graph that moves up and down over the target line. And you can see how out of whack your target is. Yeah. But then you can pull up the EQs from each channel or each submix in that plugin and make the changes to try to get to where your target wanted to be. And you can set that target from reference mixes or from, you know, just genres. You can pick like a rock preset or something like that. And again, that goes into a lot of kind of learning how to mix by using these things Mm -hmm. where maybe you don't need it eventually down the road, but to kind of get you started or whatever. It's pretty cool. I I would say that the negative about Neutron and Isotope. Just in general, is that they work better when you use them on everything, and that's, that's not always the way I want to mix. Right, you know, it's using the same plugin for every yeah. channel.
1: Yeah, like a Isotope Console. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's basically like, what they want. Yeah, right.
0: and you know, it it can work if you just do that, like on your submixes or something. It can work, but it, you lose some. There's some like panning features and stuff like that that you would lose if you were just doing submixes. And that was really interesting <laughs> the way was, they pull
1: it up as a they yeah. pull up your mixes all these little dots that or circles that are named electric guitar one, kick drum, all this kind of stuff. And it's you can mix and pan and everything and set presets all all in there. So it's you kind of put it best. It's it's almost like its own Daw yeah. within a DAW. Right. Which that's intense.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a lot it, it almost some of those features that seem like they're meant to save time, but the amount of tweaking you do to them, if you're doing that on every channel, I don't feel like that would be saving me A ton of time Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it might actually take me longer but i guess if you're doing a record and you kind of get your template down Mm -hmm. you can kind of start from the same spot on everything
1: yeah if you got to a point where you were just using that you Mm -hmm. found you know just worked a year with it to 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 really get to where that was your go-to thing uh it could probably save you a lot of time
0: yeah and i guess that kind of brings it back to the broad point is like uh work with what you're comfortable with and if it sounds good who cares Yep, you know, if if you find the workflow of working through a proprietary plugin like that to be easy and intuitive and you can make good sounding mixes, like go for it. Yep. If you need to add some distortion to your bass track and it, the best sound is the Wave CLA bass, like who cares?
1: Right, bypass everything else and just just use the distortion or just use yeah. the widener, just use the spread.
0: They have all kinds of stuff like that. It's actually... It's pretty cool. Some stuff you wouldn't think about. They have like a chorus fader on that bass one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Andy Wallace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's, I guess, the the Andy Wallace trick of the chorus on the bass. Um, I just mixed a record in this last few days, and it was a ballad, pretty sparse and all that, so I needed the bass to not just be this little, like, very center type thing. I needed the bass to fill a lot more space, so there was... I used that plug, pulled up the chorus um probably you know like thirty percent through the whole thing mm-hmm. and up to like sixty percent in the in the choruses, and it just was more of an all consuming bass thing it right. felt more like a pad as opposed to mm-hmm. just this
0: you know I love that all bass sense yeah it's it's just it's great. so helpful yeah
1: um the other the other c l a stuff we talked about vocals and uh drum. Drums and bass, yeah, the guitars and
0: all that. You know, I didn't find those to be particularly in my taste.
1: Yeah, they just didn't um, help. It, it, it didn't save me any time. Like no. you're saying, it, I think
0: it, I think they're meant for more like, especially the guitar, the electric guitar one. is meant for more like high gain mm-hmm. type stuff. And yeah, I, I don't. Typically work in that, so you know, I just may not have been using it for the right totally. application.
1: Yeah, some of the other ones too. We we're looking at like the one knob. That's those not necessarily are, are cool. an all in one.
0: It's it's like a an extra super dummy version of that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it does. It doesn't seem like all in one, but it does seem like it's doing a, a few things mm-hmm. as opposed to just the one thing. Right. You know, like um.
0: So that so the one knob plugins are are exactly what they say. Yeah. It'll be like bass. Distortion, whatever the the plugin yeah, they have itself is, compre-
1: they have a compressor. They have a they have like a brighter, a darker, a yeah. wetter, yeah. um, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. you just turn it up, and there's more or less of that with one big knob.
0: <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. Good. I really do like the distortion <clears throat> one.
1: Yeah, they cool. they sound. They have like a saturation. Mm-hmm. They have different styles of distortion or yeah. or saturation. All
0: that. And the, the wetter one is kind of cool too. If you just need is. a simple reverb. Yeah,
1: Same. and you put it right on the yep right on the vocal or the instrument or whatever, which is cool. Some of the new, like, the newest ones, like we were talking, that are all crazy looking Mm -hmm. from Waves, I think it's kind of cool because, like, Waves obviously has, like, okay, well, here's our basic basic EQ. Right. Here's some channel strips, the SSL channel, the Mm -hmm. Sheps, that kind of stuff. So now they're going to, like, this other sort of genre of plugins. that the That Torque, Smack Attack. Yeah. Again, those aren't all in one, but they're definitely doing a couple things. Yeah, Torque is kind of like,
0: I, I think of it like CLA drums or... Something like that. It's like right. just really meant for percussive instruments, but yeah, it's wild what you can do with that. You can like tune toms yep. and you know frequency. It's almost you know it's that's kind of combining an EQ and a compressor and mm-hmm. a pitch shifter, right? All into one, but a, with a little bit more control than some of these other plugins. It's yep. cool.
1: That that Shep's thing was gnarly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the parallel thing. Yeah, so it looks it's all, like a rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, it's I guess the thought was parallel compression, EQ, whatever. But yeah, it looked like a like a video game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it looked gnarly, but the idea was cool because it just had four different uh, sort of sounds mm-hmm. of a parallel thing, um, and then you just turned up which one you want if you wanted a little more thickness, a little more bright, a little more edge, and something yeah. else. I don't I don't remember what they were. I don't I don't have it. It's a new plugin.
0: Spaceship. I think that was the fourth one.
1: Yes, yeah, spaceship. <laughs> if you want this to sound like it was recorded in space.
0: Go look it up. It is the craziest looking It looks like in. you're
1: looking at a at the bottom of a spaceship, like with the rockets f- facing you. Yeah. But all it is, is, you know, like I think four faders would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> and what I think is funny is like, I think with this, this is a total tangent, but it doesn't match his personality. Not at all. Yeah, not <laughs> like at all. Like with the, you know, the Wells and the Mariquin and all that kind of stuff, the, I think they, uh, the Puig stuff, mm-hmm. they all have a different look. And I feel like they, they match, they kind of, there's a parallel between the person who it is, the the right. mixer producer, and what it looks like. Like the Maserati kind of fits his personality. That one doesn't match at all.
0: Yeah, not, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so odd, but whatever. I digress.
0: The Butch Vig, that thing looks like a steampunk like.
1: Oh man, I don't know if I've seen it.
0: Uh, <laughs> it, it is it is like 400 buttons on it, and it looks like you're looking at um, like a futuristic computer that they thought of in the 1940s you know it's <laughs> like Waterworld. Yeah, yeah 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 like this is what the future is going to look like it's all like steam engines and pumps and stuff yeah it. and i, I don't think it. of him like that at all
1: yeah no you think like classic Neve yeah console. Like a console yeah yeah and, but it is the same it's one of the
0: yeah it's an all-in-one yeah gotcha. forgot to list it on our list
1: because I've never even heard of it <laughs> <laughs> I get lost in new stuff that comes out you know, oh, man, like it's I, tough. I get the emails yeah. and everything but it's in the middle of it just pops up you know I get a notification I'm like oh, i save that one I want to go back and look at it or whatever but I just it's if I do that all day I'll be looking at <laughs> it's it's a deep deep rabbit hole yeah and be looking at demos all day because it's interesting I, I like I said the the new kind of direction of plugins I think it's cool.
0: Yeah. Part of this is um, staying current is like finding out about other techniques that you may not have known about. Yeah. You may not even need to get the plug-in when they explain what it does. You're like, oh, I could do that with these other plugins that I have. Mm-hmm. And kind of gives you a new idea to approach but Yeah, things. a different way to think
1: about mm-hmm. some, What a little drop of knowledge that I got from that Torque demo, the mm-hmm. Waves Torque plugin. Mm-hmm. The guy doing it pulled up Arvox uh, for a gate for his drums. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's just the it's the perfect gate. And the next session I did, I pulled it up and I was like, dude, that's the <laughs> perfect snare gate. You know, like it's better than the SSL channel one to me. It just it was like exactly what you needed on that. That's so awesome. Like, that's even helpful as well. doesn't have anything to do with that plugin. But I do wanna I do wanna get that that plug and put it through cool. its paces and all that. If the you, tuning is cool.
0: Yeah, especially if you have a tom that's just like, man, that's just like a semitone or two too high or low Mm -hmm. and it's not like the rack isn't meshing with the floor you can just get in there and nudge it in the right direction yep especially because that you know when you're doing it on close mics it's not going to affect the rooms as much
1: right because you edit it out or whatever well
0: i mean you you don't really hear the tone super clearly from your room mics right Right. you know Um, it also could help too if you've got like a sample that you're floating on and it doesn't quite match like the tone of it's cool, but the pitch isn't exactly like what you recorded and you want to get it closer to blend, yeah. you know. So if you had a couple, um, we've talked a lot about what the good of these plugins can do. We mentioned a couple of negative things, but what would you say like a good mindset to go into using these plugins would be if you're, uh, let's just say, a recording engineer who's never used them before, maybe he kind of knows what he's doing, but is kind of just starting out.
1: Um... Use them, take them with a grain of salt. Right. It's like the first time you pull up presets and they're super hyped and you're going whoa, you know, like it mm-hmm. throws off everything. So do these, mm-hmm. you know, or that, you know, they can. Um, and also, I like to sometimes push them to the extreme and like see how far they go in either direction. Um, I think it's just a good way to to think about it to really find out what how far they can go and, and what they're doing. And a lot of times you really hear the characteristics of stuff when you push it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, you take 12K and you boost it on an EQ. Does it get harsh? Does it break up? Does it start mm-hmm. getting spitty or whatever? Um, but, all yeah, like, use them... Depending on how... If you're going for, like, a final mix, use them, you know sparingly, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say... Use them as a starting point. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that you're going to... If you told me you did a whole mix with these kinds of plugins, I wouldn't necessarily automatically think it's going to be a bad mix. But if you did a whole mix with these without tweaking them at all, right? it probably would. So I, I would say just in general, use your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of the best features of these is there's not a lot of frequency numbers and readouts and graphs and you know, if you're the kind of guy that's like, "Oh, I always take this frequency out of this instrument or whatever," and kind of get into a rut like that, where maybe it doesn't always work, mm-hmm. this is not going to do that for you. You're, these are just knobs that say bass and treble, right? So you're not you're not getting caught up in the the numbers game that it can yeah. get into sometimes. That's, that's a good point, especially
1: yeah. on the the waves. Yeah, the wave stuff. Never once have I cared what frequency is what. Yeah, it just There's sounds like low, yeah. upper, and mid. But they're all in the base. Yeah. So like in my head, I'm like, okay, well, sixty, 120, and yeah. 200.
0: And if you're but if you're uh, I don't know. if you're listening in your mix, it doesn't really matter, right? You can just boost what sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a really freeing thing. But I I still would be careful about just using presets and stuff like that from these, right?
1: But you, yeah, take what you can and yeah, and use them, use them as much or as little as you want. Sure, because nothing wrong with it. If it <laughs> yep. if it sounds good, it is good. So, go nuts if you want, I guess. Yeah. So, that's kind of overview of all the ones we kind of had noted up and that we've used quite a bit and have something to talk about them. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. This seems to be the new kind of way of doing it. Uh, there's plenty of emulations and all that UAD and the, how many Neve channel strips and SSL channel strips and all that. Um, so, these—it's cool. I, I'm excited to see where it goes because— yeah. I think uh, I think they're going to get better and better as well, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. I'm excited to use them.
0: What's going to happen when the people that only use the CLA preset plugins get famous and make their own preset plugins? <laughs> <laughs> that hurt my brain. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. So thanks for listening. Please hit us up on our social channels. Please like, subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. Ratings. We've gotten a few emails. Um, we love we love that yeah. send uh, send your ideas for more shows or questions if you want us to you know circle back and touch a little bit more on any anything we touched on we'd be happy to do it absolutely thanks for listening thank you